This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. How are you doing today in this hot weather? Well, you know, I'm I'm doing good, and we, we talked about air conditioning last week, and I make a conscious choice. So in the mornings, to try to save on the fuel efficiency, I... I drive with the windows down, and I've got my sunglasses on, and the wind is blowing in my hair, so I feel as cool as I can be in a Dodge Grand Caravan minivan, but uh, I, I make the the choice then to, after I, when I leave at lunch, to blow all the hot air out, but then roll up the windows for the air conditioning. Yeah, that morning time is not a bad drive, but late evening is a bad drive. Well, and then sometimes <laughs> this building is so much of an ice box, I get in the car and I just go, oh, this sauna feels so oh, you good. You need to be warmed up a little bit. I hear that. <laughs> but air conditioning was last week, so if you're having trouble with your air conditioning, be sure to listen to the uh, autocorrect from whatever the week before the 23rd is. And today we are talking about fuel systems. And the, the fuel system will also help us with our fuel economy? Oh, it sure will. You know, we have changed uh, the way that we deliver fuel to the engine in the last several years. We went from carburetors to throttle body injection. Now we're fuel injection, and now we're direct gas injection. So there was uh, a lot of different ways that we have changed to make the fuel go into the vehicle more precise. So if you uh, were a mechanic back in the day, we might have some new information on how things are progressing now. Oh, yes. We're always changing, always. So let's start. What 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 all is involved in the fuel system? You know, we start talking about fuel systems first. We're going to start at the fuel tank where we put our fuel in. You know, uh, last week we had a caller call in talking about how slow it was to put fuel in the vehicle. Well, it runs it has an EVAMP system, and that's the emission control system, and you know has a charcoal canister. All that has to deal with the fuel as well. But we start at the fuel tank, then we have the fuel pump that's in the fuel tank and a fuel filter. Sometimes we have a fuel filter in the tank. Sometimes we have it on the frame of the vehicle, the rail, or sometimes we have a fuel filter in the uh, engine compartment. Then we move into the uh, injectors where we have the regulator uh, to regulate how much fuel is going into that vehicle. But once again, it all runs off computers now fuel filter how often should you get that checked well you know we no longer have fuel filters on the rail they used to uh, have them when we had throttle bodies and carburetors but now they have changed and the fuel filter it's really not a filter it's really more like a screen that gets out the big particles but we really don't use fuel filters anymore but if you still have a chevrolet or a ford or a toyota that have fuel filters i change it probably every other time now i will tell you that our diesel engines that are in our trucks and 
and all, they have fuel filters in them. And the reason they have fuel filters in them is because of they collect a lot of water in the fuel. And those filters are to get the water out as well as the dirt. Great. Let's go ahead and go to the phones. We've got Les from DeSoto County. We're glad you've called in to autocorrect today. What's your question or comment for Coach? Uh, uh, good morning, Miss. Good morning, sir. It's a brief question. With the price of gasoline being what it is, and my car recommends that I use at least mid-grade, which is substantially more expensive than regular, would I be doing myself any favors or saving anything if I were to put regular fuel in there and add one of those octane boosts that you can purchase from? Well, uh, once again... Once again, the manufacturers suggest a certain type of grade of fuel that you're putting in the vehicle. Um, If you think about it, all vehicles have a certain octane they use. If it's 83, 89, 87, or 93, whatever it may be, they use an octane. Okay, That octane rating will keep the engine from pinging or keep it from losing any power. But if you're not using that octane, it just goes right out the exhaust. So if you're paying for that mid-grade and that vehicle does not call for mid-grade, it's going right out the exhaust. So the octane boost would not be of any benefit? Uh, No, sir. Not if it's not made for that, uh, if that car does not call for that type of octane. That's all I needed to know, sir. Thank you for your time and your care. You're so welcome. We're talking about fuel systems today. Our email address where you can send us a question is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about fuel systems so what are some ways you know you have a fuel system problem well liz i know that uh, people would used to go to certain gas stations and i don't know where they are but a lot of people go and say i got bad gas and so when they got bad gas the engines start running bad and really when they say they got bad gas what it was there was water seeping into the storage tank that held the gas well that water goes into the car and well, now it's not going to run correctly. Now, that's when people were changing fuel filters all the time on their cars. Well, we no longer can change a fuel filter because now you got to take the tank out. You got to change the whole fuel pump module. And that's several hundred dollars or several thousand dollars according to where you take your vehicle. So you want to be careful about that. Uh, but fuel, that would give you a sign, uh, bad gas, where the vehicle starts running rough. Okay. And then, like, maybe you have a leaky injector where you're using more fuel than you're supposed to, well, that's going to be a sign that maybe the vehicle needs tuned up or you have a leaky fuel injector, okay? And you can always tell, we talked about smokes a couple weeks ago, talking about the three colors of smoke. If that vehicle is uh, burning a lot of fuel and it's rich, it'll be black smoke coming out of the back of it. Now, there's a lot of different things that control uh, how much fuel is being burnt. Like I say, it's going to either could be a throttle body. It could, I mean, could be a, ma- a mass airflow sensor. It could be different sensors in that computer system controlling how much fuel is going in that vehicle as well. We've talked about different things that can leak out of your car. What are the thing, the leak possibilities for the fuel system? Well, you have fuel hoses that could leak, and a lot of times you may have a fuel injector leaking. Okay, and then how you can tell if you've got a fuel injector leaking, if your fuel mileage is going down and you have no smoke coming out of the back of it, it's probably leaking onto the engine because they only have O-rings that are in there that keep them from leaking. Then you've got a fuel regulator that's on the fuel rail. 
well, it could leak as well. But as a fuel pump itself, it's not going to leak. It's put down that tank. It's sealed. It's not going to leak. It's really just going to be either uh, some type of sensor at the top that's controlling the fuel coming through it or maybe a hose. So with uh, the, the fuel system, is there air in it anywhere or is it just fuel? Well, there should just be nothing but fuel in there. As soon as you cut your key on, it sort of primes the fuel system. And if you would take and open the gas cap, put your ear down on it, you would hear it go and just stop. Okay, what that is, it's priming the engine, the fuel system, to make sure there's fuel all the way up to the injectors. Great. And now those injectors are not mechanical. They used to be mechanical. Uh, now they're electronically controlled. So that's another thing you need to make sure because of the older cars, they were mechanical. That means that uh, you had a camshaft or something controlling those uh, fuel injectors. Now you have nothing but electri- uh, electricity opening and closing those fuel filters, those injectors. So lots of times if you hear the way the engine is running, does that mean it's going to be a uh, probably a, a fuel system problem? Not necessarily, because like fuel systems, uh, air, uh, spark, all that's going to make that engine run bad. So you just need, once again, you need to take it to a technician, uh, somebody that you trust, let them put it on the scan tool. Because a lot of times, if the injectors are not working, if you have power to the injector, you need to have it checked but if you do not have power to the injector a check engine light will come on and you'll be able to see that in the dash and like i say there's so many different things that can make that vehicle run but fuel is one of them if you've got a question for coach charlie send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org we've got a couple of emails to get to today and we are talking about fuel systems But is your car under a recall? Those recall people must have been taking a vacation last month because there's a ton of them now. Find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast.
you're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I am Liz Gill. Now, if you want even more AutoCorrect, just find our podcasts. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices and smart TVs. Well, I guess a TV is a device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPV Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So, lots of recalls. The 2122 Ford four-door Ford Broncos. The passenger side door may be open from the inside when the vehicle has the child safety lock in the on position, increasing the risk of injury to a child. Man, that that really stinks when you are in the back seat of the car and they flipped on that passenger door lock and then you're (laughs) stuck back there going, help, let me out. They let me out, I can't get out. But it is fantastic to have that on there uh, if you do have a little one. There are three million Three million Ford of uh, various models. The bushing that attaches the shifter cable to the transmission may degrade or detach, which could prevent the vehicle from shifting into the intended gear and cause it to move in an unexpected direction. Additionally, the vehicle may roll after the driver selects park. Either scenario increases the risk of crash or injury. Some Grand Cherokees and Ram 1500s equipped with turbo diesel 3.0 liter engines are affected by a potential high-pressure fuel pump failure. Talking about fuel pumps today. And some 22 Ram trucks. The software for the radio may prevent the rear-view camera image from displaying. That just gets me. The camera and the radio are the same thing. Uh, Reducing the driver's rear view and increasing the risk of a crash or injury. One more, folks. Uh, 1819 Durango and Grand Cherokees. A malfunction on the ABS module may illuminate the brake lights and allow the vehicle to start and shift out of park without the brake pedal being applied. This could result in a rollaway, increasing the risk of crash or injury. So, hey, folks, you can find out if your car has a past recall. You just go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NHTSA, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Put in your own VIN or download their Safer Car app. So I'd mentioned we are talking about fuel systems today, but Coach is here to take your other vehicle repair questions, trucks, cars, diesel, gasoline. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org or electric, hybrid. Let's go to Sid in Ethel. Sid, we're so glad you've called in today to autocorrect. What's your comment or question for Coach? Hey, Coach, I got a 94 Dodge B. 250 and a six cylinder and it's flooding out i mean black smoke just boils out of it and i don't know where to start looking being on a 94 you know that was the old computer system uh you know they started the uh obd2 and 96 and above and then below is 95 and below is obd1 now on that particular vehicle since that computers were sort of new in there it has a fuel regulator on the rail I would start there first and make sure that fuel regulator is working correctly to uh, regulate that fuel before it gets down to the injectors. Right. Fuel regulator. Right. It should be right there on top of the rail, uh, the fuel rail. 
Okay, well, I appreciate the information. That's, I'll try that. Yes, sir. Another thing I was thinking about as Liz was talking about that bushing on that recall, if you're a handy person that you could fix that bushing for about six bucks, because all it is is a plastic uh, garment that just pushes onto the side of the rate, uh, transmission. But recalls are free. Yes. But you got to get into the dealer gotta to get, get the it done. Got to get the dealer to get it done, right. Yeah. So... Well, but I don't think dealers have much to do these days. Well, <laughs> not have much sales. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Sid. We're glad you called in. Well, thank you a lot. Yes, sir. Let's go to Jackson and talk with Gus. Gus, what's up with you? What you got to say for Coach Charlie today? Thank you for taking my call. I have a 2016 Chevrolet uh, Equinox, and starting yesterday, my car is going dead when I'm, like, sitting at a traffic light, at a stop sign, or even backing out of the driveway. What possibly could be causing this? Has a check engine light come on yet? No, not yet. Okay, well, uh, usually the check engine lights, that would take two or three times for uh, them to come on according if it's missing. Because it sounds like, to me, that it has either a miss in the engine. That means a dead cylinder that it can't burn all the fuel that it's given to it. That's what it sounds like to me. What I would do is take it to a, uh, whoever your technician is, let them check and see if a coil is going bad on it. Because that's usually, uh, once you put it in gear, that's when it uh, demands more power to go. Uh, at idle, it should. If even if it's missing, it'll still stay running. But if you put it in gear, it'll die on you. Well, one thing I did notice that it's doing differently now is uh, when I was traveling at a a slow rate of speed, and I started uh, noticing on the dash that my speed was decreasing. And when I applied uh, my pedal, gas pedal, all the way to the floor, the speed just kept decreasing until it finally went dead. Right. Uh, there was, like I say, it was dying already. Uh, when the speed was decreasing, it was already, the engine was dying, you were coasting. What I would do, like I say, take it to a technician, let them check it out, because it sounds like to me one of those cylinders is not hitting. And like I say, it could be a coil or a spark plug, and it even could be the fuel system. Now, I will tell you that a fuel pump really acts funny sometime, that it will just die on you all of a sudden. You know. Okay. Okay, but well, thank you so much. So much. Well, that kind of sounded like it could be anything. <laughs> but I guess when you go to the the mechanic, the technician, you need to think about when did it start, you know, what's it doing now. Try to remember, have a little notepad in the car on when the situations arise. Right. It's so hard for a technician to tell, say, well, this is what's wrong with your car without somebody checking it out a lot of times. But a lot of times, talking about fuels today, that fuel pump will make it do everything that she's talking about right now. And it affects, you know, we think about fuel. Fuel affects every cylinder, not just one cylinder. It affects it all. So just write it down. Make sure you know what you're talking about as of when it happened. And that way the technician will have more uh, insight to it. At least it doesn't, from my point of view, sound like an electrical problem, which those seem to be really hard to replicate. Yeah, it's not not an intermittent. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Electrical problems are very hard, and uh, sometimes it takes days in order to find them. Coach, we got a couple of uh, emails, one that we got recently. This is a Jeep Cherokee Sport. Um, uh, James says the door lock 
works intermittently and the that was number one uh, number two the battery went completely dead battery was one and a half years old jump started it ran i drove it around went dead the next day took it to napa had it charged up and the battery tested good sat for four days then the battery was dead again help so the first thing we'll talk about the intermittent locks you know um, i don't know if you're using your remote control to uh, check those locks but i would first thing i'd go get a new battery and put in the remote control and see if that solves the problem because what happens the uh the locks in the uh, remote control communicate with each other they start pinging just like a cell phone and every time you come up and push that remote control it pings and it's trying to find that code in those locks so um, that's and they're all different so that's why you can't take one remote control and go to the other but first thing i do is check the battery on that one and then the next thing what i do on the battery that is that you've had charged check the alternator first because that alternator if it's dying over four days or so it could be the alternator um taking the charge from the battery and i would look for a parastatic draw and that could be a glove box left open the back door one of the doors left open because i had one not uh, too long ago she said that every time she got in her vehicle it was dead and what she wasn't the light was coming on but she couldn't see it and she just wasn't closing the back door so, oh, dear. so you wanted to keep it simple stupid as i always say so uh, look for the easy things to make sure that you're leaving nothing on for that battery and then have that alternator checked Awesome. Jim, I'll email you back to let you know what time we addressed your question so you can listen on our podcast. Okay, here's another one. This one, uh, uh, evidently, Vicki started listening to our show last week about air conditioning, and she says, love your show, guys. I need some suggestions for fixing my air. I have a 2014 Chevy Silverado. The air is cool on the passenger side, but blows hot on the driver's side. We recharged a couple of times, and I checked online and saw a lot of posts about the bad condensers. We replaced that no charge help i'm burning up uh, the first thing i uh, don't believe everything you see online because a condenser will affect the entire air conditioner system it's not just going to make one side not work and make the other one work but what i would do first i would go in there and most likely it has a code in the um, check engine code in there and you may not see it you may have to get a scan tool and go in there and check the climate control because it sounds like you have a automatic uh, temperature control system where it's cool on one side you can change the temperature and if that's the case most likely you have a blend door that is not working correctly and they have actuators there matter of fact there's four actuators in that vehicle two on each side for the different sides so you want to check those actuators and if there is a code in the scan tool, it will bring that up in the climate control. Now, remind me, an, an actuator, is that a computer module? It is a computer. It's, it's really not a computer module, but it's ran off the computer uh, telling you how much air conditioner, uh, what temperature you want. Excellent. Well, we, we, want, we want a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Dave in Port Gibson. Dave, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today to talk with Coach Charlie. What's up with you? Yeah, I want to know that uh, gasoline that got that ethanol in it and no, no ethanol. Which can you get the more miles out of it? Do they make any difference in that gasoline? Well, you know, uh, ethanol, you start talking about fuels, 
every fuel is going to give you a different type of burning BTUs on it. And once again, according to what type of fuel, they went to ethanol, and it doesn't burn quite as good as non-ethanol fuel because, once again, ethanol, I hate to tell you, collects water, and water gets into the fuel, and it just doesn't burn as well. So if you're going to get better gas mileage, just make sure that that vehicle is able to take uh, regular gasoline, non-ethanol. Because a lot of vehicles now, if you think about it, they'll tell you that you can't put E15, E20, that's biofuel for uh, diesel. But a lot of them tells you can't use those or E85. You know, So you want to make sure what fuel is made for that engine. Because what happened when they put ethanol in the vehicles, they started having a problem with the fuel system because the seals and the gaskets were not compatible to the fuel. And then they had a lot of failures. And so they had to go back and redo all the O-rings and the different gaskets and seals for those systems when they start using uh, ethanol fuel. Okay. How, is that is that good for you, Dave? Yeah, that's good. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate it. So, like, my daughter's car has a flex fuel badge on the back. So that means it can use no ethanol and gas with ethanol. And it can use E15 or E85. It can use those type of fuels if it says flex fuel. If it does not say flex fuel, I would put the fuel that it recommends in there because E85 is not going to burn in there because, once again, the computer is set up for the fuel uh, systems. And so uh, the computer is telling it when to ignite and how uh, much timing advanced or retard is. Yes. Is the non-ethanol fuel more expensive than the ethanol fuel? Yes. Uh, you think about non-ethanol is about five dollars a gallon, and uh, ethanol is like four fifty-nine. So it's about it runs about forty to eighty cents a gallon more. But with that gas tax, uh, federal gas tax coming on, that may save you a little money. Oh, don't don't spoil it. That's our news in a little bit. But with um, uh, so a lot of the the gas stations. Like if you're going to fill up your lawnmower or whatever, they have the non-ethanol gases. Well, non-ethanol is just, like you say, so it don't gum up. And uh, you're putting stabilizer. If you go to the parts store and get stabilizer, what you're doing is the same thing. You're trying to get some of that uh, water and all out of that fuel. All right. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're learning about fuel systems between your car repair questions, truck repair questions. What's in the news? Coach has already snuck a little bit about that, and I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org.
Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio today. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton's High School Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can do so much on it. One of the things you can do is click support and make a contribution. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. One of the things you can do on the app, and this is what I love to do, is you pull open the app, you can click on, click the little lines and go to On Demand, and you can listen to a lot of the national shows that we have. You can go to their podcasts. So if you weren't listening yesterday to Morning Edition or The Takeaway in the news, President Biden wants Congress to suspend the gas tax until the end of September in a way to give consumers some relief. But some of the economists say it's a, it's a bad idea. The plan would encourage oil companies to also lower prices and increase output. And I guess if they do away with the federal tax, the tax is paid by the oil companies, so they have to drop the price, too. Anyway, I don't know. Well, it's 36 cents on a gallon of federal tax, and if you just take the tax off of the gas, it doesn't matter how much you use, it's still 33 or 36 cents a gallon, you know, about $70 a year savings. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. And this, I guess this takes an act of Congress to get it done. So we'll see if that happens. We are talking about fuel systems today. You can always email us your questions at any time, auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to the phones. Jay, who are we going to go to first? We got, we're going to go to Bailey in Jackson. Bailey, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Uh, yes, I have a question about not fuel systems, but um, AC. I have a 2011 Ford F-150 XLT um, with a 5.0 V8 engine. My recently, I've replaced the um, the kit for the for my AC um, because it stopped blowing. So I replaced the entire condenser and line, evaporator line, and all of that. And it blew cold for a while, then it stopped. It just stopped blowing cold. Um, and I took it, ended up taking it to a technician. He adjusted, he said, I think he said the gap spacer or air spacer on it, and it blew cold for about, and he recharged the system, and it blew cold for about three days, and now it's back blowing fireballs. Well, if you think about that, you changed the compressor, did you the evaporator, you changed everything, or just the uh, dryer and the compressor? I would be lying if I told you I knew. I know nothing about the system. I okay, so <laughs> when you when you change a kit, you'll change the expansion valve, you'll change the or the orifice tube, you'll change the compressor, and you'll change the dryer or the accumulator. Okay, those are the things that's in a kit. Okay, what happens? You undo all those lines and. If you do not get it vacuumed down all the way to uh, 38 Gs, 
If you do not get it vacuumed down all the way, you can put that Freon in there. It will work a little while, but it'll come right back out because there's a leak somewhere in that system. Now, I will tell you, a lot of times the technician can't find the leak until he gets the air conditioner running because a lot of time it leaks out of the front. Now, when you said that air gap, that sounds like to me they had to... Uh, adjust the gap on the AC compressor clutch but that should have been already adjusted when they put the on a brand new compressor you shouldn't have had to do anything to it you know and that's the only air gap you have in that system but I would go back and check for a leak because there is a leak somewhere if they had to keep putting Freon and recharging it because you shouldn't have had to recharge it to adjust that compressor uh, clutch Okay. so I'd check for a leak Okay. And they can put dye in there. They can put that fluorescent dye in there while it's running or even while they're vacuuming it down and put some Freon in it, and it will show up. Yes, sir. Anything okay. else? Um, one other question. I have a, an electrical gremlin. I think I just heard you say it might take days. I can turn my steering wheel, and the volume on my radio will go up or down just turning the steering wheel. And you have uh, volume control on your steering wheel? I do. Yeah, what they're going to do there, they'll just remove the steering wheel or remove the cover of the steering wheel, and you have uh, the wires that are going through those volume controls, and mo most likely one of those are touching ground and just needs to be replaced or fixed. And that, that, that's not a hard job because you know it's in the steering wheel, so that wouldn't be hard. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Uh, we're glad you called in, Bailey. Let's go to Greenville now and talk to Jimmy. I love this. Bailey, Jimmy, Bob, and John. We got we got some, some, some names here. All right, Jimmy, what's up with you for AutoCorrect today? Uh, good morning. Um, my first, I've got two questions. The first question is concerning a fuel pump. I've got a 1999 Corvette with about 46,000 miles on it. Oh, my goodness. And I, I hear a whining sound, and I took it to a mechanic, and he told me the whining sound is probably from the fuel pump, and that is something that, uh, you know, just happens with the car that old and the fuel pump, but it was nothing to be concerned about. Well, that particular fuel pump there, once again, it's in the uh, tank. You can pull that uh, tank off there, and you can put the pump itself. You ain't got to put the whole module in there, and it's just the pump itself, something like about $50 for the fuel pump and then the labor to remove it. But, yeah, you will hear whining back there quite often. Matter of fact, it sounds like it's still priming up. Uh, if you would put your ear down to the uh where you put the gas in, take the gas cap off, you could hear that whining quite a uh, little bit better every okay. time you cut that so, key on. But it, it's not going to hurt it, but sooner or later that pump's going to go out. Okay, okay. All right, my second question is the same mechanic I had taken the car in for repairs and uh, was supposed to pick it up, and he was saying something had happened to the bushing and the... Uh, uh, shift in the uh, shift uh, column or something, and the bushing needs to be replaced. You talking about is or, the you, is the shifter on the uh, steering wheel? 
No, it's on the floor. Okay, so there's a automatic, automatic. Yeah, okay, so there's a there is a cable that goes from that shifter all the way down to the transmission. Okay, uh, there's a bushing on each end of that cable. Now, did he say the cable had to be replaced or the just the bushing? Okay, well, you can replace the bushing without replacing that cable. And what he would have to do is just move the console right there and be able to get that shifter where he can get the cable off of it. You know, if it's if it's a bushing right there, most likely I'd probably just change the whole shift cable. Because being that old anyway, you're going to have problems with the other side the, on the transmission as well. Okay. All right. Okay. So you think I should change the whole cable and you think I should go ahead and get the fuel pump uh, changed? Right. If that fuel pump's whining, it's going to go out on you sooner or later. And if it's just the bushing on that cable, I just change the whole cable. It's, it's not that hard because he, he's, okay. he's going to have it on a rack anyway to get it out. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. You were so welcome. See what I got from all of that? He had a 99 Corvette with only 49,000 miles on it. (laughs) That's what I heard. I was still kind of going, what? What's all the other stuff? What? What? All right. Let's go to Bob and Natchez. Bob, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. Coach Charlie's talking about fuel systems, but he can take all your automotive questions. So what's up with you, Bob? Uh, I've got a uh, air conditioning problem on a 2005 Toyota Sienna, and they're notorious for having a bad relay. I replaced that, but it's running intermittently. I had a technician that says it's fully charged; it's not leaking. I can, uh, it'll. I get up one morning and it'll be nice and cool, and then if I sit and idle for a while, then it'll drop off. And I'm trying to avoid, you know, an $1,800 compressor, dryer, and repair on it. Do you think that's something electrical, like a pressure switch, or give me a guess? Well, you have a low-pressure switch and you have a high-pressure switch on it. Uh, If somebody put a set of gauges on it at static, that means that it's just not running. It should come up to whatever temperature it is outside on the low side. If it's 80 degrees, it should come up to 80 degrees. Okay, the high side should be half of that, uh, most likely. Now, my question is, when you said you're sitting there idling, the air conditioner drops off. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you checked the fan in front of that radiator? Well, I was I was listening to your program last week, and that fan clutch. Now, if I turn on the AC and the compressor doesn't engage, that fan clutch should still engage? Okay. If you cut the air conditioner on and it's fully charged, that fan clutch should, after it's running for a couple seconds, that fan clutch should engage. But if the fan on the radiator does not start turning, that fan clutch is not going to engage. Right. Okay. So it could be the compressor or a switch. And it just seems something electrical because it's fully charged and it'll blow cold sometimes and it won't others. Right. Check that fan. You know, the fan for the radiator has a relay in it as well. Do you have two fans on it or just one? Well, I'd, I'd have to I have to look at it again. I hadn't really thought about it so far. Okay. One on the left side is for the uh air conditioner the one on the right side is for the radiator itself so as soon as you cut that air conditioner on that fan should come on and that clutch should engage on that compressor 
All right, let me start with that, see what happens. And uh, as long as I have an expert on the phone, I would like to have my bowling tip of the day. Oh, a bowling tip. Bowling tip of the day. Well, what is your average right now? (laughs) (laughs) I bowl about once every 10 years, but it's so hot I'm thinking about it. And I'd like to learn how to throw the, uh, like, the curve ball. Well, you know, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people want to spin that ball, but you have to have the right ball in order to spin because the weights are changed in the ball in order to make it spin. You know, you're really throwing the ball the same way you're throwing a straight ball, but you just move your hand to the, uh, sort of curve your hand and that ball will spin on its own. And I could start like one or two hash marks if I'm a right-hander over to the right. Uh, yeah, if you're a right-hander, I'd be throwing it on the uh, second or uh, third board on the right. Okay, I'm voting for a bowling show, maybe 30 minutes. Okay. Put it on your work schedule. Well, Sounds good. Bob, Bob, wait a second. I, I'm, I'm like you. I hadn't bowled in 10 years, and we went uh, a few uh, days ago. Take some ibuprofen because you'll get some squat muscles you haven't <laughs> used in forever. And the next day, oh, my goodness, you're going to be so sore. Yeah, stay low. Don't stay straight. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Bob. Thank you. I appreciate the show. Thanks. It's yes, a bowling show. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're discussing fuel systems and taking your repair questions. Send us those emails anytime, auto at mpbonline.org. We have a new car review from Casey Williams, and uh, I'm going to pull it up so Coach can watch the video while we're doing the show because look at the YouTube, the color of this vehicle. It is something special. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. When a car is painted Thunder Knight Metallic, it better bring the thunder. And the car we have this week certainly does. It's a 2022 BMW M240i. And let's get to that thunder. Underneath the hood is a turbocharged inline six-cylinder engine, delivers 382 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. Routes that to an eight-speed automatic transmission through an all-wheel drive system. When you step on the gas, the car absolutely moves. And you can adapt a suspension system so you can configure it from sport to comfort, and the steering gets configured along with that too. But being a BMW, a lot of luxury. You've got Harman Kardon audio system, heated seats, heated leather wrapped steering wheel, and all the crash avoidance systems. I really do like the exterior style of this car. Kind of recalls the BMW 3 Series from the 1980s, 1990s, just a simpler time in BMW history. And the price, unfortunately, is not from those simpler times. It starts right at $48,500. This one fully equipped, $56,845. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. 
this is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Milton, ASC Certified Master Technician. It is now time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Talking about fuel systems, and I will go back to the one where it had the Corvette. You know, uh, fuel pumps whine due to we keep them low of fuel, so keep that tank with fuel in it so those fuel pumps don't go bad because they do not like uh, low fuel. You know, I even heard like some, you know, everybody's everybody's everything. There's somebody who's everything. They had a agreement before they got married that the car would not ever go under a quarter tank of gas. Well, it's not good for the fuel pump. You will replace it. All right. We got a couple of Johns on the show. Let's first go to John in, is that Columbus? John in Columbus, what is your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Coach Charlie. Yes, sir. I had a Chevrolet dealership tell me the cars that are so equipped with the automatic shutoff and stoplights that when you take your foot off the brake and, ex- and put it on the accelerator, it restarts. He told me that those cars have two batteries. And if that's true, tell me how that works. Well, it's a hybrid vehicle. Uh, that's first of all that's how the manufacturer got around with putting an electric engine in all of them is because you could uh, as long as it shut off at a red light you took your foot off the brake where it knows where it's fixing to go again it'll start back up that is the reason why they put that in there so they could do a hybrid vehicle that's called a hybrid now you do have your regular battery uh, in that vehicle the regular 12 volt battery that starts that vehicle up every time but I haven't seen one another battery unless it is a electric battery for the electric engine itself but as regular hybrid uh, on that uh, particular vehicle it only has one battery in that type of vehicle if it's just a combustible engine okay well uh, this was a Chevrolet Malibu and had a, just a regular combustion engine uh, was no hybrid and uh it, it had a, a, a code light that came on, and when we took it to the, to the shop, uh, they said the battery, one of the batteries was bad, and that battery happened to be in the trunk of the car. And they replaced that battery, and the light went out, but had no problems other than just the light came on when that battery was bad. Yeah, some of them may have those. I haven't ran into that. I haven't had. I have not had to replace that battery. But you know, uh, with the technology changing, it could be an extra battery in there. I'd had to check into that. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. My neighbor got a Pacifica, which is has the stow and go, which I'm all crazy about. But he hates it uh, because it has this second battery that does the automatic stop, and his wife hates the automatic stop, and the battery, you know, costs so much just for it, and it's they've had to replace it, and it was a newish car. So that battery only controls the starter to when yeah. it stops and goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we should have a show about how to disconnect the uh, automatic shutoff at the stoplight. I know a lot of people don't really like that. It has a button. Oh, it does. 
all you got to do is push the button because I push it every time I get in my wife's car. I push that button. Oh, off. okay. She right. like she likes it. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Jay, Jay White wait, raised his hand. We'll uh, read the owner's manual, folks. Let's go to John in Mobile. John, we're glad you called in for Coach Charlie. What's your question or comment? Thank you for taking my call, Liz. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Coach. Uh, the wisdom of always shopping for the uh, cheapest gas. I use <clears throat> I use Gas Buddy to find the um, best deals on gas in my area. And uh, in the recent past, I've fueled up at uh, one unbranded station that was, ooh, I guess, 12 cents less a gallon than surrounding gas stations. And another place, uh, Shell Station, nine cents less. And these were the best deals in the area. But I was wondering, if you always shop for the uh, cheapest gas, are you, you know, putting your car and uh, its fuel system in danger? You're not putting your fuel systems in danger at all. If you think about it, fuel only comes from two or three areas in Mississippi. It comes from Vicksburg, and it comes from Collins. And I think there's one more up north that they come, but the only fuel comes from several different areas. And I hate to tell you... Uh, Texaco gas or all these gases that you see at these convenience stores, it's just like anything else. It's mass-produced, and the name is changed to protect the innocent. So that's it's really the same gas, just a few more additives maybe put in one than the other. Okay. Well, it must be really uh, inexpensive in Vicksburg and Collins, I guess. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it's pretty high. Uh, right off uh, 84 right there, you'll see in Collins where the trucks uh, get fueled up. And then right at the port of Vicksburg, you know how high gas in Vicksburg? Well, the port's right there, and that's where they get their trucks fill up. Amazing. Okay. Thank you very much, Coach. Yes, sir. There you go. Another show just whizzed by. And we want to thank uh, intern Charles for answering our phones and Jay White for being our board engineer. So for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.